everyone the inside the dome i am john dodera and i am joined once again with carlin jacob today carlin we are in the weekend now yes how sir. are you doing man? how you I'm been doing, i'm doing pretty good how was your 21st birthday oh it was fun i'm not gonna lie it was very hey, fun hey, oh, was one. they did win. they won on my birthday too they hey. played on thursday but yeah, a lot of birthday wishes. Uh, thank you all for those. Had some fun that night, too. My first night is being 21. So it was very fun, but thank you very much. But we're not here to talk about that. Or no, we're not. That stuff. But we are here today to finish the fantasy football mini series that we started. Now, I know some people that I know have been drafting already. But I know a lot of other people have yet to draft. So, in my opinion, this around this time, this is dropping on a Sunday. This is the time to draft. Like, when all the preseason games are over. And even after, like, the 53-man rosters are fully released, too. That's when you should be doing your fantasy draft. So, if you've done your draft already, that's sad. But... If you have yet to do your draft, you get to see some more insight from the two of us because we will be listing our top sleepers and steals at each main position in fantasy football. We will be giving you sleepers at the quarterback position, running back position, wide receiver position, and tight end position. So sorry, defenses and kickers, but... We will say our top sleepers, and then we'll also say some of the rookies that could stand out as well. So we got all of that for you. So I say to start, let's go through the top quarterback sleepers this year. And the first guy I have on my list, you and I, we're looking at the same list here. But I want you to talk about this guy a little bit because he is somebody that you and I are big fans of. And that is the Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback, Kenny Pickett. Good old Kenny. Listen, here's the deal with Kenny, right? I saw I saw a clip yesterday from the Rich Eisenstein show where he just was talking about how good Kenny's looked in preseason. And I sent it to someone, and they go, it's still preseason. So take that into effect. However, the way Kenny has looked this preseason – is incredible five drives five touchdowns he's thrown absolute dots i think he's only thrown like four incompletions the whole preseason granted it's preseason remember that however last year if you were a steelers fan and you watched any of those games or if you were just a casual nfl fan you might have noticed that he had some game-winning drives and key moment plays granted there were some bad ones like against miami he should have run the ball out of bounds or thrown it out of bounds when he decided to try to throw it to someone. But he was a rookie last year. Now he's learning more. And honestly, he could take the leap this year. The only thing that's iffy about Kenny is Kenny has Matt Canada calling the plays. Um, oh, yeah. So it's very hard to tell with how this offense is going to produce. But he has great weapons. All he has to do is throw it down and someone's going to hopefully try to catch it. Um, He has the arm strength. So we'll see. Kenny is a great sleeper pick. I wouldn't draft him as your personal quarterback. Uh, if now, if granted, if you're in a 14 man league and he's there and you don't have a quarterback, then you'll need to take someone. Um, But as a great backup. And if he produces this season, you might throw him in. He might give you some really, really good points this year. I like it. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Don't draft him as your starter, but he's a guy, like, if you need a backup and you see Kenny Pickett, he could be a sleeper quarterback. Because last year, he was the 28th best quarterback, which in fantasy, that's not good. I'm not going to lie. He really, his best game 
he had 19 points against New Orleans. That's really not that special. But I just think, like Carlin was saying about him in preseason, and even just not even preseason, training camp too, he's looked a whole lot better. It's up to Matt Canada. But if this offense can click, I think Kenny Pickett's going to be a potential steal in the draft. So looking at other players, we got about four for non-rookies. So the next guy I have on my list, and he's on a Steelers rival team, the Cleveland Browns. I can't even believe I'm putting him here, but Deshaun Watson is another sleeper I have. Now, the reason why he's a sleeper, in my opinion, is because three years ago, Deshaun Watson would be picked as a top five quarterback in fantasy football drafts. Like, he would be picked that early. And last season, he only played six games. And his best game, he had 21 points against Washington. But And that was actually the second to last week, too. And the last week against Pittsburgh, he had 17 points. But he's had a full off season with the Browns. And he's been able to practice with the first-team guys. And if he could even get back to, like, top 10 form, I think he's a great pick for a starting quarterback. You wouldn't draft him as a backup. He'd be a potential starter. So I think he's somebody being slightly underlooked. I think people are looking at other quarterbacks before him. He has the ch- he has the chance. I mean, if he's how he was last season, he's nothing special. But if he could be back to the form he was with the Texans, he could easily be a top five quarterback. So he's a steal for me. And then the next guy I got on my list, this is probably somebody who could be a huge steal in terms of being a young guy too. And he is somebody who's never really started. It's Jordan Love. And I'll just ask you real quick. Do you think Jordan Love's going to have a good season this year, even beyond fantasy? Do you think he's going to do good this year from what you've seen? Honestly, I have no clue. I truthfully have no Man. clue. Part Part of me wants to say no. However, I feel like there's a sleeper up in the north, up in the NFC, the NFC north. So I think he could do really, really good, honestly. Um, It's just all going to depend. Um, Obviously, we're going to find out this year if Rodgers was the problem or not. Uh, He didn't have a great season last year, so we'll see. But who's their head coach? Um, LaFleur. Matt I was going to say, is it Matt LaFleur? I thought it was, but I was like, I thought that was the Detroit. No, no, no. Matt LaFleur is a really great head coach. Uh, really good. So hopefully he has the offense of mindset to make Love a really, really good quarterback up there. Um, he has young wide receivers. The whole team's essentially young. All the old Green Bay Packers were like, peace, we're going to New York. Um, but everyone else is pretty young, and they're all staying. So we can see, and granted, it's the Packers. They've had really, really good seasons, and then the bad seasons they've had is when Rodgers got hurt. So they got love in the 2021 NFL draft, was it? Jordan Love. Uh, he was 2020, I believe. Yeah, and they they got him on a first-rounder. So he's a first-round yeah. pick. Everyone wasn't expecting it. So we'll see how he does. Um, honestly, I'm more curious about the whole Trey Lance situation. With him going to Dallas. Uh, oh, jeez. Honestly, we, we don't have Trey Lance on this. However, I do want to mention him real quick. If Dak doesn't play good, expect Trey Lance halfway through the season. Seriously. I think Trey Lance could take, come in and take a couple snaps. I mean, you you and I have said it. Dak isn't that good. We, actually, I'm not, we're not saying Dak is bad. We're saying Dak isn't going to carry the Cowboys. And Trey Lance was a third overall pick got replaced by the 256th pick. So we'll see. But if he's still there and you have room on his bench, maybe snag a Trey Lance. Um, But once he gets on bench and if he balls out, someone's going to grab him. So I'm, I'm telling you halfway through the season, Trey Lance will play a snap of football for the Dallas Cowboys. Hot take. 
Hot take. And then Indeed. the other guy yeah. underneath it, um, I'm going to say, just because it's my quarterback on fantasy. We got Geno Smith. I'll let you talk about because you are a huge Geno Smith fan. But honestly, for when I got him, I got him like the sixth or seventh round. I got him super, super late. Um, He honestly is a solid quarterback. He had a great year last year. He got comeback player of the year. Um, John, if you want to talk about his stats and how you think he's going to do this season. Yeah, so Gino, man, I, I as a WVU guy, I love Gino. But I'll say one thing real quick. You're mentioning Trey Lance. Our next episode is going to be breaking down all of the preseason news, so we are going to get in-depth with him, too, and his situation. So definitely stay tuned for that. But Gino Smith, last season, he was the fifth-best quarterback in fantasy football, which is great. His best week was against Detroit, where he had 31 points. He is being, like Carlin said, that's Carlin's quarterback in his 14-man league. He is being drafted late right now. And in my opinion, his situation has gone even better. Because now, I know they might not have him for week one, but they have Jackson Smith and Jigba too. They have a good running back duo now. They drafted a rookie running back as well. He's in a great situation. I love him in general. So if you want to wait, on a quarterback, wait for Geno Smith because I think he could still be your starting quarterback and I think he could still produce. So he is the last sleeper quarterback I have. Now I put some rookies down. We'll do that for each position. They're not all necessary, necessarily sleepers, but you could take a look at them. Anthony Richardson's the big one. He's being drafted high. He's being drafted higher than Geno Smith. Right now, and I think his only appeal is his running ability, which I do agree he does have good running ability. So, I mean, you look at a guy like Justin Fields who struggled passing the ball, but he's a very good runner. So, the only reason why I'm not that big of a fan of Anthony Richardson is he is also a rookie, too. And his passing, I think, is just below average coming out of college. So, I personally would not draft him as your starting quarterback. I feel like somebody might. But if he's available maybe as a backup quarterback and your starter's not that good, then maybe. But I would avoid him, personal opinion. The other two rookie quarterbacks are Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. I would avoid both of them as starters. But I think Stroud might have a better chance. I kind of like the situation a little bit more. See, if it was me, not to cut you off, I would take Bryce Young. You would. The only reason I would take Bryce Young is because Bryce Young has more of a solid team around him. I guess, yeah. Texans don't. Uh, Colts eh, are iffy. Um, I mean, granted, they've gone. They had Carson Wentz last year. The year before that, they had Philip Rivers. Um, they had Matt Ryan too. Don't forget about him. <laughs> sorry, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan was it? Matt Ryan then Carson Wentz, then Philip Rivers. Rivers. Yeah, yeah, they've gone through a lot of quarterbacks. Um. Yeah, Anthony Richardson was one of those other seniors who was had a great senior year, and then everyone was like, hey, look. But I would rather take Bryce Young. I think Bryce Young would have a much, much better chance just the way he plays um, and just the team around him. He has Anth- uh, Adam Thielen. He has – I'm trying to think. He has some good uh, – Jonathan Mingo is good yeah, running back. I'll mention him later. Sanders and stuff. So, honestly, I if – out of all the rookies to take, Bryce Young, if you took a rookie, I want to suggest it. But if you took a rookie, Bryce Young. Um, and then also, you forgot Will Levis. Will yeah. Levis, he's not going to start. It's going to be Ryan Tannehill. But same thing with like the Dax situation. I really think Will Levis will start at some point in the season. Because uh, who started last year? Tannehill. Yeah, but some Tannehill got hurt or something. Malik Willis came in. Malik Willis came in. But so, yeah, we'll see. I would not draft him, though. No, I wouldn't either. I'm just saying, because he's a rookie. He's the only, yeah. only other standout rookie quarterback. Yeah, so. I guess. But <laughs> moving on now to running backs, sleeper picks. So I have... Five guys that aren't rookies, and then I have three rookies to point out. So, 
the first sleeper running back I have is Alexander Madison. And he essentially is going to be the starter for the Minnesota Vikings ever since Dalvin Cook left. He's questionable right now, but I wouldn't be too scared about that. But for the past two years, ever, ever, whenever there's a chance where Dalvin Cook is out and Madison's had a start, Madison would put up almost identical points to Dalvin Cook. His last week, he had 19 points. I'm not even sure if he started or not. He might have been the backup. But every time Madison would start for Dalvin Cook, he would do great. He'd be RB1. Like he was one of the best handcuffs to have in fantasy last year. Like if you were a Dalvin Cook owner, you would have Madison. So I think Madison, he's probably more of an RB two, but he definitely has sleeper potential. So I would definitely recommend getting him. The next guy I have, he was out the majority of last season, but I think he he's kind of getting overlooked a bit, and that's Javante Williams. He plays for the Denver Broncos, and his rookie season, man, people were loving him completely. He was just an absolute beast in general. And then starting the second season, week one, he had 19 points along with 11 receptions too, which is kind of crazy to think about. But he got injured, and now he's back. So... He has Samaj P. Ryan in the backfield with him, but I personally, if Javante Williams is healthy, I think he's a steal. I wouldn't draft him as your RB1, maybe not even RB2, but if you pick him up as like your third running back potentially, even maybe your second running back, I don't know. It depends on your draft. I think he could be an absolute steal, so I recommend looking at him. The next guy I have, and I think he is being very underlooked, for his current position, and that is Bears running back Khalil Herbert. So he's going to be the starting running back for the Bills. Not the Bills. I'm looking at the team below. Uh, The Bears. And he's been great at times. A little inconsistent, but he also had David Montgomery with him last season, which he doesn't have anymore. His best game last year, he had 30 points against the Houston Texans. 20 carries, 157 rushing yards, and two touchdowns. So when he would be the starter, he would actually have some very good games. The key was he wasn't the starter most games last year. So he is now. He had a touchdown in preseason off of a checkdown. So I know people are scared of him because Justin Fields can run the ball a lot, but he's not bad to have as your RB2. So definitely look at him. I just want to say something. Um, yeah. With uh, Khalil Herbert um, being a running back, yeah, Justin Fields runs the ball a lot, but also in college he didn't. Um, True. He, uh, Justin Fields is scrambling for his life back there half the time because of how bad their own line is. So if their line got better, he won't have to run as much. So take that true. into consideration. Very true. I like it. And then... The last guy on our list is someone you and I were able to watch a little bit week two of preseason, even though he didn't do much. It is James Cook of the Bills. And the reason why he's here is because he's in the same situation as Madison and Herbert. He is now getting the starting role because Devin Singletary is now with the Houston Texans. So. Cook will be the starter. They do have Damian Harris, too. I'm not sure how much he will impact Cook's role. But Cook should also be the main receiving back. So I would look at him. I'm not too high on him completely just because the Bills don't like to use their running backs as much. That's very simple. But maybe they'll change it a bit because they got to realize something's wrong. And they got to run the ball more. So hopefully they can use James Cook more. But Um, he's a sleeper to have. The person under him, DeAndre Swift. Did you say DeAndre Swift? I did not yet. I was going to briefly mention him. So if you DeAndre Swift's interesting because there's a rumor going around that the Eagles might be interested in Jonathan Taylor. Interesting. And I don't know if it's true or not, so take that in consideration. But everyone wants the Taylor Swift backfield. Oh, God. 
Um, but take it. This water does not taste good. I just poured a thing of water into my cup and it tastes disgusting. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. So let's say this is true, right? Who would be the starting running back? It would be if Taylor went. Yeah, it would be Taylor, right? Oh, it would be Taylor easily. So then I want to get DeAndre Swift. However, oh, yeah. what I, I think's most likely going to happen is because Taylor's out trying to hold out for that trade. I don't think he's going to get the trade. He's well, not. actually, he, yeah, he's not going to get the trade he wants, and therefore he's going to hold out. I really don't think he'll play at all this year, which is going to hurt him, but I don't blame him. He doesn't want to play for the Colts. Um, but, yeah, DeAndre Swift, honestly, uh, the Eagles lost Miles Sanders last year, which Miles Sanders is a beast from the greatest college ever, Penn State University. Yes. Um. So, yeah, I don't know what you were going to say about DeAndre Swift. So. Um, I was going to say, well, if the Taylor situation happens and he does go to the Eagles, avoid him completely. But right now, even just Jonathan Taylor, if you're drafting and his situation has not been resolved, I would avoid him completely. My theory is he's just going to stay with the Colts and play for them because I don't think he'll hold out. But because you've seen Saquon and Jacobs eventually given. So I think he'll eventually play. But Swift... I like him. He was actually the 21st best running back in fantasy last season. So I really liked him. His best week, he had 27 points against Chicago, second to last week. So as long as he stays healthy, I do like him with the Eagles, and I think he'll be their starting running back. So worth a look. So then rookies. I have three rookies run down. Carlin actually recommended one of them. But... Bijan Robinson, he might be like the third running back taken in fantasy. He's a first-round guy. So we probably mentioned him in a previous episode, so definitely draft him. Jameer Gibbs is another guy that will start most likely. I know he's got David Montgomery, but people like to compare Jameer Gibbs to Alvin Kamara, and he's a great receiving back, so he could definitely be a good fantasy Accusation. He's being picked up pretty early, actually, compared to some of these guys I mentioned. So definitely look for Jameer Gibbs. And then the third guy, Carlin mentioned him to me. But at first I kind of laughed it off, but now I'm kind of looking at it. Kendra, I think it's Kendra Miller, that's how you say, from the New Orleans Saints. And the only reason why he's interesting is for the first three weeks when Alvin Kamara is not playing, he might have value because there is Jamal Williams too that might get snaps, but Kendra Miller might be a little steal for the first three weeks. So maybe look at him. But aside from that, those are the top running backs to look for. So now wide receivers. Now there are definitely more rookie wide receivers that I would call steals, but we will get to them. I'll start with, Guys who aren't rookies first. And the first guy I have, trying to pull up his stats right now, the fantasy apps being a pain. There he is. This guy, he's not being drafted, drafted as a wide receiver one right now. He's being drafted more as a wide receiver two. But this guy is great to have if you do get him as a wide receiver two. And it's Devontae Smith. Now, people like to think of A.J. Brown first when you think about the Eagles wide receivers. And Devontae Smith was ninth best receiver in fantasy last season. He helped me win my 16-man league. So, he is just spectacular. His best week, he had 31 points against Dallas. And that was with Gardner Minshew as the quarterback, too. So, I really like Devontae Smith. I mean, you'll probably get him. If you do get him, he'll probably be your wide receiver too. And that's just excellent to have. So I would be eyeing to get Devontae Smith, as, as if you can, as your wide receiver too. So the next guy on our list, and I'll ask you your thoughts a little bit about him, just in general, what you think about him. And that is DeAndre Hopkins, who is now... With the Tennessee Titans. How do you think he's going to do this year? 
Uh, I think we've had this conversation. Honestly, last time I said that uh, he's not going to do as good. Though you pulled up his stats, and for the couple games he did play last year, he played really, really good. So honestly, if he can keep producing off of what he played last year, it's good. Um, Obviously, the quarterback room situation, whatever you want to call it, isn't the greatest. Uh, Ryan Tannehill. Um, So we'll see what happens, honestly. Uh, Yeah, I would draft him. I think he's going to do pretty good. I think he's going to be more consistent and stuff as long as Tannehill or whoever the quarterback is plays pretty well. So, Yeah, I like it. Now, the reason why he's on my list is I did a fantasy mock draft, and I was able to get him as my wide receiver three. And that's a little surprising. His best week, he had 33 points against Minnesota. (laughs) If you get him as your wide receiver three, now people are trashing on the Titans a bit. Trashing on Tannehill. I kind of do like him still. I think last year he didn't have a true wide receiver one. So that kind of hurt him a bit. But the year before that, he had A.J. Brown. And A.J. Brown had great numbers under Tannehill. So I think with DeAndre Hopkins being the top wide receiver, I think he's still got it too as long as he stays healthy. I think he could be a steal if you get him as your wide receiver three even. So unless he pulls a holy... Julio Jones, but I'm hoping that's not the case. But I don't even know. Is he even on a team anymore, Julio Jones? Last I knew he was on the box. Yeah, that was last year, but I don't even know. Julio Jones. Anymore. Julio Jones. Uh, Why isn't he playing? Knee issues. Man, he really, he fell off quick. So... Because when he went to the Titans, people were saying he and A.J. Brown would be the one-two punch. And that just never happened. No. But. Your next man, guy. Hopefully. Yeah. We have listed. Next guy. He's on the Chiefs. And the Chiefs have. They have an interesting receiving room. And I think this guy has the potential to come out on top. And it's Kadarius Tony. Now, right now, he's questionable because he's been dealing with an injury. But he should be starting first week. So, he has the chance. Even Mahomes has said it. He's had the chance to come out as the top guy. A couple of years ago, he was drafted in the first round as well with the Giants. But injury issues kind of hurt him a bit. And he kind of needed a fresh start. So, he went to the Chiefs. He had a touchdown in the Super Bowl. I believe, too. Yeah, yeah, he did, I remember. And he had a big return as well. So he will have a big role with the Chiefs. And if he can stay healthy, that's his biggest key. He could easily be Mahomes' wide receiver one. And if that's the case, he is value. And he's being drafted very late right now. So if you could stash him on your bench, he wouldn't be in your starting role week one. But if you stash him on on your bench... I think he's got great potential. I'm not going to lie. So, Kadarius Tony is my last... Actually, no, he's not my last guy. I'll let you talk about the last guy on the list that's not a rookie. So, it's all yeah, yours. Uh, George Pickens. So, before anyone gets confused, George Pickens is considered the number two wide receiver on the Steelers. However... The number one is considered Deontay Johnson. And let's compare their stats real quick. And I have their stats pulled up. I never have stats pulled up. But let's talk about this. Johnson's 2021 season, he had 107 receptions for 1,100 yards uh, for eight touchdowns, right? Last season for Johnson, 86 receptions, 882 yards, zero touchdowns. George Pickens had 52 receptions. 801 yards for four touchdowns. And from watching preseason, both of them look phenomenal. They could be the one-two punch in Pittsburgh. Um, granted, Matt Canada offense. Mm. And also, the Steelers didn't really have a good quarterback run until the end of the season last year, so you have that too. Um, but Pagans makes really good plays. He almost, he almost has half the catches that Johnson had last year. And only like a some yards short, which is crazy. Um, but let's talk about George Pickens. George Pickens is an absolute beast, and if we threw him the more ball more last year, everyone would understand why. 
granted, I'm sure a lot of people listening to this are like, well, yeah, obviously he's good. So get him. Seriously, get him. He is such a sleeper this year, in my opinion. Um, I was actually going to draft him. So, yeah, we'll see. Also, fun fact, him and I share the same birthday. So, wow. That's why. <laughs> I forgot yeah. about that. Him and I do say this, share the same birthday. That's crazy. But that's it for the non-rookies. Now, the rookies... This is like the first time when we talk about sleeper rookies where I really recommend some of these guys. And before we started recording, Dan, actually, it's been a while since we said Dan's name, but he's in a 12-man league with some of his guys at college, and he showed me the team he drafted, and we were analyzing it together. And three of the four rookie wide receivers I'm going to mention, he drafted... And they are all on his bench right now. So even he's looking at them too. And we both said that these guys have great upside potentially. So the first guy, I think this might be one of the biggest steals in a draft. Whole draft is Jordan Addison with the Vikings. Now, the reason I say this is because, one, he is being plopped right into the Adam Thielen role. He's looked great in camp. Even Carlin got him too in his fantasy draft. But he's looked great. He was great in college. Him and Kenny Pickett were great together at Pitt before he went to USC. But if you look back at Justin Jefferson, his situation, he when he came into the league, he was the direct replacement to Stephon Diggs for the Vikings. And he was being drafted late, too. He was being drafted late as well. People didn't think he'd have much of an impact. And he turned out to have one of the best wide receiver rookie seasons of all time. So you saw that played out. This year, Justin Jefferson's still elite, so he's definitely going to command attention, which could open up opportunities for Jordan Addison, too. This could easily be the best duo in the NFL this upcoming season. Easily. So, Jordan Addison, I highly recommend him, in my opinion. Then the next guy I got for rookies is Jonathan Mingo. And... Carlin mentioned him with the Panthers, and that's one of Bryce Young's weapons. Right now, DJ Chark, he's one of the other weapons for Bryce Young. He's hurt right now. I'm not sure on his status. But aside from that, you have Adam Thielen and then Mingo, who Mingo was drafted in the second round just recently. So he's got great potential. He's not an urgent starter weeks one through three, I would say, but definitely stash him on your bench if you can. Because if Bryce Young can be good his rookie season and get it to Minga, a steal right there, in my opinion. The next guy is Jackson Smith Najigba with the Seattle Seahawks. This is one of the reasons why we said earlier, draft Geno Smith. Because Smith Najigba is great. His only concern is he might be out the first week or two with an injury. But... I definitely recommend getting him. He was absolutely insane in college. He had one of the best games ever in the Rose Bowl, I believe. So I highly recommend stashing him. I wouldn't take him before Metcalf or Lockett on the Seahawks, but if you get Smith Najigba, he could surprise people. He honestly could. He might even surpass Lockett or Metcalf at some point in the season. So I recommend him. And then the last wide receiver I would recommend is Zay Flowers of the Ravens. Some people are already saying he's wide receiver one on that team, even ahead of OBJ. So, Because you got OBJ who's recovering from an ACL injury and Rashad Bateman who's recovering from his injury too. And aside from that, all they have is Mark Andrews. But Zay Flowers could easily become wide receiver one on the Ravens team. And some wide receiver ones have been able to produce on the Ravens. I remember Marquise Brown, back when he was with the Ravens, he actually was pretty consistent there. So, Zay Flowers, he's the fourth wide receiver I would consider out rookies. So, that will do it for wide receivers. Now, the last position we will talk about is tight end position. We have multiple tight ends on here. So, I'll let you talk about the first guy. And it's another Pittsburgh Steeler. It's the third stealer on these lists, so it's all yours. Good old Pat Fryermuth. 
Um, yeah, Pat Fryermuth. He's again from the Grace College ever Penn State. Um, yeah, no, he's honestly a great sleeper pick. He looked great this preseason. That's all we have to go off of. It's very hard last year with the Steelers because we didn't really see much, you know. Um, we didn't see a lot going on. We didn't see great play calls. Um, until once they started clicking towards the very end of the season, and at that point, like it was very low scoring con- uh, games where not no one did much. But Muth's rookie season, he was incredible with Ben. Um, for Ben being almost thirty some years old, running down the field with barely a leg. <laughs> I was gonna say a cane, but a cane sounded way too mean. <laughs> um, but no, honestly, he's. A great pick. Um, I wouldn't really count him as a sleeper, but I would count him more underrated. I know that means the same thing. Don't worry. Um, but yeah, he's just not as well known as everyone else, uh, in my opinion. Uh, he's not yeah. going to be the great top top tight end, but Kenny does like a tight end too, so we'll see. But he's a good pick. He really is. I like it. And some insight, too, with Dan in his draft. He drafted Pat Fryermuth as his number one tight end. It was between Pat Fryermuth or Evan Ingram, and he chose Fryermuth. So Dan drafted him. We recommend it, too, if you need a sleeper tight end later on. The next guy, this is actually the tight end that Carlin drafted in his draft, and that is Darren Waller. And... The reason why I'm considering him a sleeper, he really isn't like someone who's going to be picked late. He's going to be picked pretty early, but I think people don't fully realize how good he can be this year. His last season, he had the injury bug, but I mean, his last four weeks, he had 13 points against New England and 16 points against San Francisco, but Darren Waller is currently going to be the top target for Daniel Jones in New York, so... Waller, he is the chance to be a top three tight end this year in fantasy. Easily has that potential. So people aren't looking at him as early. People are going Kelsey, Andrews, Kittle, all of those guys first. So if you want to wait, if you want to pass up on those top guys and go for Darren Waller, I definitely recommend doing that. He, I think, has great potential this season. So... The next three guys, actually, I have five tight ends here. Actually, I have a six, but six guys not legitimate completely. But the next guy I have, he's with the New Orleans Saints, and he was the 15th best tight end in fantasy last season. And is Jawan Johnson. He is being very underlooked. I would say the reason is I don't think I would draft him as my tight end one. Even later, he would be my tight end too, I would draft. But I think he has potential to eventually step up as a tight end one. His best week, he had 22 fantasy points against Atlanta. And he also had another 20-point week. He was inconsistent last season, which is why I think people are afraid of him. Like, one week he had 22 points. And then the very next week he had 1.9. So... There is fear with him. I wouldn't draft him as a tight end one, but if you want to get him as your tight end two, I think he would be great to have. And I think he could do better than some people think. So he is my next recommendation. And then the next guy I got on my list, he is being very overlooked, in my opinion, in terms of his position right now. And that is Cincinnati Bengals' Irv Smith. And the Bengals lost their tight end one last year, and that was Hayden Hurts. Not Hayden Hurts, Hayden Hurst. And Irv Smith comes in now at the tight end one position. So he's been injured a bit with Minnesota, and he is now coming in as the tight end one for the Bengals. In Minnesota, his best week, he had 14 points against the Eagles. He had he was targeted eight times that game. He had five receptions, 36 yards, and one touchdown. So he is in a good spot. 
Now, I don't know if Joe Burr will target him as much. He'll probably look for Chase, Higgins, or Boyd beforehand before you look at Irv Smith, but he is a starting tight end for the Cincinnati Bengals. They didn't upgrade in any other way, so if you want to look at him, I wouldn't draft him as a tight end one, but I would look his way. I would. And then one more guy before I get to rookies, and this is with the Dallas Cowboys, and the reason why I say him is because Dalton Schultz is no longer on the Dallas Cowboys. He was with them last year. He's now with the Houston Texans. So the top tight end now for the Dallas Cowboys is Jake Ferguson. Now, I was doing my research, and they also did draft another tight end in the second round. But right now, Ferguson is projected to be the top tight end. His best week last year was against Philly, where he had 14 points. But I wouldn't really look at his last year's stats because Don Schultz was the starter. But Jake Ferguson will be the starting tight end now for the Cowboys. He could have some good value, like Irv Smith and Jawan Johnson. I wouldn't draft him as your tight end one, but I think if you draft him as your tight end two, he could be a potential steal to have. So he is my last non-rookie recommendation. Actually, scratch that. I have one more guy, and this is the guy before we get to rookies. He is somebody who I do not recommend drafting at all. This is more of a waiver guy. And it's really funny to think about this guy. It's Taysom Hill of the Saints, the gadget player that they have. I don't even view him as a tight end because he'll do a lot of his damage just in the quarterback position and running it. But he's listed as a tight end. He was the ninth best tight end in fantasy last season. His best week, he had 34 points, which is crazy to think about. He... Had nine rushes and for a tight end. Tight ends don't run the ball, but he does. He had nine rushes for 112 rushing yards and three rushing touchdowns. Uh, he is the tight end, technically, that will run the ball. But he is also very inconsistent. Like, he'll have that 34-point week, and then he'll have a bunch of duds after that. But honestly, he might be a fun player to have. If you need to start somebody, you're desperate. I don't recommend drafting him. He won't even have receptions either for the most part. But if you want to have some fun, you could taste some hell if you want. I don't recommend it, though. But rookie guys. Now, people like to stay away from rookie tight ends in some cases. It's usually the saying that rookie tight ends don't do as well. First year, you could say Kyle Pitts is an exception. But I'll highlight four guys here for you all. So the first guy I have is Don Kincaid for the Buffalo Bills. Now Dawson Knox is still on the team, but I really like Kincaid. I liked him when he played against the Steelers. He was actually beating one of our starting linebackers pretty well. So I think that's one thing Josh Allen was lacking was a really good tight end, offensive tight end. That's something Patrick Mahomes has with Travis Kelsey. So... The Bills are trying to get their own guy. I think Don Kincaid could be a potential steal. In a draft, I would not draft him as your tight end one, but tight end two, I could draft him just because I have Dawson Knox too. So I recommend Kincaid. The next guy I recommend is Luke Musgrave of the Green Bay Packers. And the reason why I really recommend him is because he is currently their tight end one. He is out there for the majority of snaps in training camp and preseason. For the starters, he is out there as the starting guy. And I think this really comes down to how good Jordan Love is this season. If he is good, I think Luke Musgrave can be an absolute steal just because he is the top tight end in Green Bay right now. There's no competition. He's being used as the top tight end. So he is somebody I would really look at. He could be your starting tight end in fantasy later in the season or even early in the season. I don't know. But draft, draft him as your tight end, too. But I recommend him. The next guy I have is Sam Laporta of the Detroit Lions. And right now he is listed as the top tight end on the Detroit Lions. And they are raving about him. I know Dan Campbell was talking about him, too. 
So Lions, ever since they got rid of TJ Hawkinson, they were lacking a true tight end one. So Sam Laporta has a chance to be the top tight end. And a lot of people love the Detroit offense with how explosive it is. And I know Dan loves the Detroit Lions offense. So if Sam Laporta can be involved in that Detroit Lions offense, I think he could have a big role and a big impact, especially because they will have Jameson Williams for the first six weeks, eight weeks or so. So Sam Laporta could be a big weapon for them early. So I recommend him. And then the last rookie I have is Michael Mayer of the Vegas Raiders. And I'm not as high of on him as I am the other guys. Because I actually, though, I really liked him coming into the draft. He was drafted later than I thought he would be. Because I thought he had a chance to be in the first round, but they drafted him in the second round. He is currently behind Austin Hooper right now. Some years ago, Austin Hooper was a decent option. He's not really anymore. He kind of became irrelevant on the Browns a bit. But Michael Mayer, he's not an instant impact guy like Musgrave and Laporta could be. But maybe later in the season, he could have some impact. So keep an eye on him. I don't even know if I would recommend drafting him. He's probably the only guy, him and Taysom Hill, I wouldn't recommend drafting at any point. But have your eye on him. Cue him on the waiver list. Just be able to look at him. So those are all of my sleepers. Carlin and I Uh, made this list. Any thoughts from you, Carlin? Final thoughts. It could be anything related to fantasy. Okay. Let's talk kickers. I know we weren't going to do this, but oh, I want to talk about this because there was something huge just happened. So obviously Justin Tucker will be the first kicker to go, which I mean is smart because Tucker's really good. It's just with kickers, you're trying to go for teams that can get down the field into field goal range, not score and send their kicker out to kick field goals. I drafted a uh, young way Um, as my kicker, which is honestly a great kicker. However, I just um, saw this. Daniel Carlson from the Raiders just hit a 62-yard field goal really? in AT&T Stadium, and he cleared it with ease. So, I also would take Daniel Carlson just because he just kicked a 62-yarder. And also, if you think about it, the Raiders are going to be a team this year that can get down into field goal range or maybe not score as often. So he would be uh, honestly a really good pick. So those are my top three. Tucker, Carlson, and Koo. I so. like it. Yeah. I know we talked about kickers in the one fantasy football episode. I think it was the last one. And I think I mentioned how Brett Maher was the top kicker last season. And now he's with the Broncos. So. Kickers can come out of nowhere. Like Harlan said, Daniel Carlson, he's a great kicker. So, even a guy, you don't have to go Tucker early. I would not be the first guy to draft a kicker. So, yeah. that's. I think that's going to do it for the both of us here. So, thank you all for listening to our fantasy football mini-series. I hope you have yet to do your draft before listening to the three of these episodes. Because we have some great insight for you all. If you drafted before these episodes came out, unfortunate. You might have been able to use some of this info, but if you have yet to draft, definitely recommend listening to this episode. If you've yet to listen to the other two, listen to those. Tell your friends about it before they draft too. Spread it around. Let people know. We have some good insight. So, Yeah, and cool. also remember, anyone we said, waiver wires exist and trades exist. So always like... See how other all these other players are doing, especially rookies. If rookies are having great games and are consistent, pick them up on a waiver wire. Or if you have them, you could get really good trade value for them. So keep it in True. mind. Keep it in mind. Fantasy football is a long season. so Yeah, we will definitely have more fantasy football episodes during the season. And we will also be mentioning waiver wire guys to pick up. So... You will want to make sure you are listening to us during the regular season because along with normal NFL episodes, we will be doing fantasy football episodes as well. So stay tuned for all that. Our next episode that will drop will be recapping the NFL preseason. Most likely, yes. I think that will so, be. So 
our yeah, next one. NFL recap, um, and then college football starts. College football started this week, actually. But it college did. football football starts this upcoming week, Saturday, yep. September 2nd. And Friday, September 1st, we're going to have our first college football week review. So stay tuned for that. And then from, uh, what's it called? September. September 3rd through the 7th, the day to the beginning of the NFL season, Johnny and I are going to have an episode every single day dropping our NFL record predictions, going through the north, the south, the east, the west, and going to our playoffs. And we're going to tell you who our Super Bowl winners is. So stay tuned for that. That's going to be a week-long thing starting September 3rd, ending September 7th. It's going to be a good time, so make sure you stay tuned. And, yeah, we got a lot coming up. A lot coming like up. It. We got some stuff in the works. Um, yeah. Reels and TikToks are coming very, very shortly. Uh, Johnny and I were just discussing that, so be patient with us. We know we've been saying them since July. Uh <laughs> We didn't mean yeah. July 2024. We meant July of 2023. Uh, but yeah, they are coming very, very shortly. Do not worry. And we're now over. This will be our 51st episode we posted. So we're creeping our way up to 100. Uh, special guests. We're making some in the work. So yeah. And if you're listening to this and are a friend of ours or just a viewer and you want to uh, be a special guest, contact us on our Instagram. DM us at uh, Inside the Dome. Yeah. yeah, we will take any special guests. If you've been listening and you want to be a part of an episode, any episode that we do, sport-related, if you know any other content that you think you'd like to talk about too, to contact us. You can contact us directly on our socials or you could contact Inside the Dome on our Instagram if you want to be a part of the show. But make sure to follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, or X and our TikTok as well. You can find all of the links there in our link in bio. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Overcast, you'll have to go to the podcast website and click the link in bio there. But other than that, this has been a fun fantasy football series. Thank you all for listening to these. With Carlin Jacob, I am John Dodera. Have a great day, everyone, and see you next time on Inside the Dome.